to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 257, The Leisure Hive. My name is John, and joining me is the man who helps me tackle people, rip off their faces to reveal giant green owls, Taylor. <laughs> how you doing? Oh, John, this world... Oh, I got that. You do. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It is. Oh, good Lord. What is going on? Things were supposed to get better, weren't they? I thought so. I thought so. Did somebody, somebody missed the memo? I think a lot of people missed the memo, yes. unfortunately. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, I'm, man, I got to tell you, I am, I am, as, I am at least as stressed out now as I was like two years ago. Like, yeah. this is height of the pandemic, 2020, just everything's going crazy. Um, yeah. uh, hi there. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say, uh, and I, we, I know we said something about this on um, All Night with the Living Geeks, which also drops today. Yes. So listen to it, my friends. Um, we here at Podcastica believe in bodily autonomy. Yes. It's your body. You get to do with it what you want. And ain't nobody should be telling you what to do with maybe the slight exception of if you're a minor, ask your parents permission before go. going online, whatever it is. <laughs> um, I really, I kind of wish I could swear more on this show because <laughs> this, this, everything's so effed up right now. Yeah, it, it is. It's... So I'm just, I'm at a loss. Yeah. I'm just at a loss. Um, I myself am doing okay. I'm fine. You know, um, the family is all, uh, healthy and managing. Uh, and so, yes, that's good. But my word, I look at the world around me and I wonder what the flip is going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard not to look at it and go, Oh, I'm having the most pessimistic outlook. Yeah. Possible. This, this great experiment has ended and we're just waiting for everybody to realize that. Um, but yeah, we'll see what, I don't know, the next yeah. X number of anything brings us. How are you, John? Let's hope this is a much more cheerful answer than mine. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, good. See, I, see, I mean, fine is good. I, I echo the sentiments. Uh, everything is just, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's hard. Everything to like, is chaos. Yeah. It's hard to concentrate on, like, I think for on Friday, it was very hard to concentrate on uh, literally anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That so, was, that was difficult. That was, that was a rough day. Yeah. So yeah, the whole weekend was very rough. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, in that terms, yes. I, I don't want to be like, yeah, the whole weekend was rough because when we get to things that are making me happy. <laughs> oh, well, yes, of course. Yeah, I yeah. just, you know, the, the vibe. Yes. The vibe that we the get. Vi kinda... <laughs> the worldly vibe. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. Not the worldly vibe. The uh, the united vibe of America. I, You know, I'll be honest. I mean, I've, I've seen the responses of a lot of people I know overseas, and I, I would almost say it is a worldly vibe. Mm. Just kind of feeling for us. Being oh, like, yes, yes. In that case. Yo, <laughs> what y'all up to over there? Yeah. What is going on? We don't know. Well, we do know. We, but, do. we do. And um, it's pretty crappy. Yeah. It's not, not great. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But hey, we're not Abe Lincoln's top hat, so. No, we are not. We're not a political podcast. Um, not yet. No. no. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. No, no, no. Um, all right. Well, let's get to uh, what's. Oh, and I mean, you all will notice uh, this is dropping a little, little later than, than yep. usual. Um, yeah, I feel like I, well, we'll get to, let's just get to what's making us happy this week and it'll tie into that. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, well, go ahead, John. What is making you happy? Well, my parents came to visit me, uh, That's awesome. and Lauren this weekend. It was, um, it was a lot of fun. They, they were, at a, they stayed at a hotel like five minutes from us. Uh, they got it on Friday. We um, got some dinner on Friday, and then on Saturday we went to Redondo, 
Uh, I saw where my mo- my mom's first apartment out here was. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. We drove past. That's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, and then we got we got um, lunch by the by the pier, uh, and then Sunday we got breakfast with Ernesto. That was fun. Cool. Yeah, a lot of a lot of eating out. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Monday we went to the Academy uh, Museum. Of, oh yeah i think i saw that on facebook yeah uh very cool um very very nice. cool stuff in there um yeah really really had a good time there and then my brother-in-law was in town as well for work and he came up and we um we got dinner and that was good and then we saw them oh today's thursday yeah this week has been crazy and, and that's why we did <laughs> yes, record on monday is because i went taylor i forgot that um i took the day off and i'm going to just be with my parents for pretty much the entire day and mm-hmm. then i think i said let's do tuesday it was i can't uh, i know I, I think i think i think you were like let's do wednesday yes wednesday that's correct and of course i was like oh yeah sure that's fine no problem sounds good and then i went oh wait amber and parent are going away with friends just for a quick overnight down to monterey yeah but they're like we don't know what time we're gonna get back on wednesday it might be late and then i went uh crud maybe we should just play it safe and so then it got bumped to thursday and and now i'm like What's the day again? I don't know. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, it was, go it ahead. was, you know, sorry. It was, it good was, times. Uh, it was good times. Um, and then I'm trying to think of anything else really interesting happened. And I think that's it. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good. Good. That's awesome. Always good to see family. Yes. Especially. Yeah. If you haven't for a while, um, we had a pretty, I'm trying to think last like, Oh God, when did we record last? Had we gone, had we gone camping no. yet? No, I think we were getting ready to, yes. um, we had, we had a great time great. actually up at, uh, uh, Coloma. We, we, I mean, this, this, uh, this resort, which has, um, like trailer camping, RV camping, tent camping, little bunk houses, um, all along the edge of the American River, um, it literally is like walking distance to Sutter's Mill on the spot where gold was first discovered in California. Mm. Um, whole neat, you know, little historical town. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Museum. Yeah, right along Highway 49. Um, it, it, it was a good time. It was It was actually pretty mild for much of the trip. And by the time that we left to come home uh it was really just starting to get toasty there i think the temperature here in livermore the day that we came home was supposed to be 106 whoa yeah um so that yeah we that morning we're like okay time to pack up and get going and get home before it is roasting and we're out there trying to empty out the cars yeah and get stuff put away so um but yeah it was fun Uh, they've got a you know they've got a pool even though there's a river right there so yeah. but the kids wanted to play in the pool a bunch which is fine we spent did spend some time down by the river walked all through coloma i think i had two days where like one day i did like like twelve thousand five hundred steps the next day i did like thirteen thousand three hundred steps oh wow yeah i was i was my feet were very tired (laughs) both of those days. And I think even the day after that, I just cracked 10,000. Wow. Yeah. So it was a lot. My Fitbit was like, what are you doing, dude? You're not normally this active. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was, it was a good time. And then, you know, we came home and we've had just kind of a string of nineties up until like the past day or two, where it's finally started to cool off. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it's been wild here. It's been super hot. Um, yeah. The AC has been on constantly. Um, mm, I bet. Yeah, it's, oof. I bet. But yeah, 
But yeah, yeah, that's uh, th- that was our big thing, and now I'm I'm ready to get through one more day of work and have a three day weekend. There you go. Me too. Me yeah. too. I've actually technically yeah. had three three day weekend or yeah three three day weekends in a row. Nice. So wh- I don't know what it is to work a full work week anymore. I guess um, <laughs> you know, time has no meaning. Everything is everything is madness. Why not? Yes. I agree. Why not? Everything is madness. But, you know, actually, you know what's funny, Taylor? Before we talk about the Who News, I feel like I was told by a certain account Uh this week that we were going to have some sort of news regarding Gallifrey One guests. You are absolutely correct. And guess what we don't have news from this uh, week? And we are recording four days later than we usually do. Right. And it's Right. Still... And then when I saw that announcement, I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. We're recording later. We'll actually be able to talk about it. Yeah. Watch it drop it's tomorrow. Dro- it's dropping tomorrow morning, folks. I already, we can feel it. They know. They're like, we have to wait for uh, What if we just never released an episode and they just never released guests? It's, that would be scary. I know it would be weird, but... That, that would be really, really weird. Just so we don't uh, break our favorite convention, we will release the tapes. <laughs> um, well, we got some Who news, so Taylor, take it away. We do. We do. And after a few episodes where I feel like we haven't had any big finish stuff really to talk about, not that they haven't been doing lots... Nothing's just kind of popped up on my radar. I am happy to say that Eric Roberts's second master box set yes. is coming this October. Love it. Um, yeah, I listened to the first one. I really enjoyed it. I'll definitely be getting this one. It's just, you know, I'm not joking. He was a hoot and a half uh, at Gallifrey One this year. <laughs> so, and I made a point of telling him, like, dude, I love what you're doing with Big Finish. It sounds so good. So. Hopefully that, at least in a little bit, uh, helped encourage him to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, so I will just say right now that the rest of our Who News for this episode um, deals with either uh, upcoming teases for uh, the RTD2 era, um, filming reports, um, and, and completely... Uh, rumor based stuff about the TARDIS interior. So if you don't want to hear any of that, jump forward like, I don't know, four minutes maybe. Yeah, I don't have the uh Cloister uh, Bell, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. If if uh if for some reason you jump forward four minutes and we're in the middle of the story notes, jump back a little bit. It'll be good, I promise. But anyway, yes. uh folks over at Cult Box pulling this stuff together for everybody uh, who doesn't subscribe to Doctor Who magazine, apparently. Um, but, uh, of course, you know, the cover of the latest Doctor Who magazine, it's got Tenet and Tate on it. And it's like, together again? But how? The inside story. Now, of course, they don't actually reveal the inside story mm. and the how and the why. But uh, uh, Davies did, however, offer, offer several possible scenarios for the reunion, one of them could be true or probably none. Mm. Uh, he says, a mysteriously forgotten excursion for the TARDIS in between Planet of the Ood and Santaran Stratagem, or maybe a multiverse thing. They're all the rage these days. Maybe this is the Doctor and Donna from Universe 557, all set to collide with our own. Uh, then again, maybe, just maybe, this return is so impossible. Oh, there's that word again. Mm. That it's actually an intricate illusion created by an old enemy of the Doctor's. Oh. I pause for effect. Or maybe an old enemy of Donna's. Nearest, of course, I wouldn't give that away in the pages of Doctor Who magazine, would I? But then again, this magazine is the first place I ever revealed the name of Billy Piper's Rose back in issue 340. So read carefully. There are truths in here. Oh. Oh, boy. If I had read this article before this evening, I would have gone and grabbed one of my favorite sound clips from the (laughs) X-Files. Where Deep Throat is telling Mulder that... uh, um, the uh, the best lie is told between two truths, mm. um, which is kind of an inverse of what we're talking about here. But I'd still say it it works. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, they kind of break down. They're, they're like, let's look at each of those and 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 you know take take a vote on what we think. Uh, so if you want to check out that uh, that synopsis of that article. Uh, go hit the link in the show notes. If you want to check out the article itself, yeah, go support Doctor Who magazine, which we are we are all for. Yes, uh, doing. Um, just trying to see if there's anything else uh, critical in that article. There is not, but they also have some of the uh, coverage of the filming that's been happening in Bristol. Um, if you are on the Twitters at all. Yeah. And I follow Doctor Who Production News. He was retweeting everything. Absolutely yeah. everything. I saw so much filming and so many effects and this, that, and the other thing. So, what they've done is they have pulled together a, a veritable slew of uh, uh, tweets and posts and everything. So, right off the bat, the filming slate indicated it was for episode three, scene 25. Huh. And the director being someone named uh, Chanya, uh, C-H-A-N-Y-A, Chanya Button. Okay. Would it all be a misdirect? I don't know. Um, but it's like, oh, episode three? Episode three of what? Um, yes. A lot of the filming in Bristol. Go ahead. Uh, Chanya Button's an actual person. Okay. Didn't yeah. know if like maybe it was a code name for Rachel Talalay. No. Um, um, who, you know what, hats off to Rachel Talalay. She managed to uh, uh, catch COVID and still directed remotely. Yes. Which is a level of dedication that I have to tip my hat to. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the the um, the filming in Bristol, uh, they were doing uh, scenes set in the mid-1920s. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's Mr. Emporium's toy store. There's a lot of um, uh, signage, advertisements, uh, lots of period costumes, period cars. Uh, so they're, I mean, you know, I feel like the BBC always knows how to do a good period piece. Yeah. Um, and and they're, yeah, they're pulling out all the stops. A lot of the, a lot of the classic cars look amazing. Of course, I'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of chaos going on but it also looked at one point like they were filming um uh scenes on what looked to be the same street from what i think somebody said they saw a date on a poster and it was supposed to be like 2024 and there were modern people running around so i don't know if there's some sort of like crazy time crash thing going on or just what yeah and we've got two ends of a hundred year period running into each other um, but I'm, I, again, I, I look at all this and, and I'm not spoiled because I don't know the plot. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I just see my favorite show being filmed and there's a lot of neat stuff going on and it just makes me excited for it. Yeah, man, this is, uh, this is exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the people that they're pulling in and everything, it's crazy. And you know what? I want to bring it up, even though I don't have, a link in here for an article um we need to talk about just real quickly ryan reynolds t-shirt oh you mean Ro- Ronald, because Ro- uh ryan gosling's t-shirt sorry ryan gosling's oh good lord too many ryan's <laughs> it's like too many chris's thank you ryan gosling's t-shirt yeah. of shutigawa gatwa as uh the doctor but it was art taken from somebody on twitter who just did it as like a fan thing when the announcement happened yeah and there was this whole roundabout thing and like russell got involved and it was like oh man is this gonna turn bad but no it's it's all good and even the bbc like retweeted this and i think you actually can get that on the dude's red bubble page now Oh, the so original you, creator. Yeah, the original creator. Um, if you actually want to get that shirt, you you actually can can find it officially now. I think it basically got a. It, it, we're going to give you a blessing for for this one time kind of thing. Yeah. Um. It's just it's crazy. It's just crazy, and and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I have no interest in the Barbie movie, but at the same time, Shooty Got was in it. I'm like, do I kind of have to see it? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see it. 
I can't. You're going to see it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Yeah, here it is. Origi- designed and sold by the Cyber Devil. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, speaking of movie theaters, I actually went to the movie theater for the first time in I have no idea how long. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw Elvis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I took Elvis. I took um, Perrin to go see Lightyear. Oh, nice. Yeah, I liked it. It was good? Nice. I liked it. It was good within the first 10 seconds because I was like, wait a second. This is set in the future. How do you have a toy in the 90s based on stuff that happens in the future? Like, yeah. I don't get that. Within the first 10 seconds, they explain it. And I'm like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Oh, good. But I won't spoil it for anyone. Anyway, anyway, um, okay, file this one under rumors. Yes. Uh, but apparently, um, what I understand is that uh, someone with, let's just call it insider knowledge, um, uh, now it says the Sun's sources. I thought that this was something posted to Gallifrey Base originally. Anyway. Um, the new TARDIS interior set in the process of construction over at Battle Studios in Wales uh, may contain ramps and a lift, an elevator. Um, these modifications aren't just a sign of changing times. They're also down to some of the characters who will feature on the show. Returning to the cast for the specials, which are set to air uh, 2023, um, will be wheelchair user Bernard Cribbins as Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yes, And there are rumors, I always want to emphasize that, there are rumors that disabled actress Ruth Madeley uh, could be joining the cast. That is an interesting rumor, and I almost am inclined to be like, I don't quite trust it. Mm-hmm. Because she's already doing stuff with Big Finish as a uh, companion of the Sixth Doctor. Oh, okay. Now, oh gosh, do I do I bring up what just popped into my head? Because now suddenly, when scrolling through the article, um, oh god, okay, wow, um, huh, oh boy, okay. So, staying on the article that I'm looking at, they do actually mention that Ruth plays marine biologist Hebe Harrison, a companion alongside uh, Mel to Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor in the Doctor Who Six Doctor Adventures for Big Finish. The previous article we were talking about as I was scrolling through the many, 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 many social media posts, mm-hmm. um, there was some bit of dialogue that somebody filming the scene heard them talking about somebody named Mel. Mm. And I just kind of, I just, I looked at it, went past it. And now looking at this, I'm like, okay, are they actually going to like, tie in a big finish audio as in like this is all canon and now a later doctor is going to travel with another companion i i'm so turned and, around and a um a big finish companion right Interesting. that that would be wild anyway anyway 110 percent pure speculation <laughs> which is what you come to expect from us here at podcastica Anyway, this is my brain making connections. You should hear me at All Night with Living Geeks this month, where my brain does much the same thing. <laughs> well, anywho, yes, let's uh, let's dive into the Leisure Hive. Indeed, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Lala Ward as Ramana. John, oh my goodness, I was I was trying to add numbers to the end of someone's name, and we're not doing that. Interesting. John, John Leeson as K Nine. And David Haig as Pangol. It was yes. written by David Fisher and directed by Lovett Bickford. It first aired August 30th through September 20th, 1980. And it is the first story of season 18. And we have a snippet of story notes brought to us a by snippet. the front. Yeah, that's a snippet. It's not a slew. All right. Fair <laughs> point. Well, the opening tracking shot, which we'll talk about um was john nathan turner's homage to the film death in venice all right i i i think it's an homage to we need to fill some time but what do i know yes uh this story is the debut of the new opening and closing title sequences complete with neon tube logo yes diamonds 
neon, yes. Um, designed by the BBC's Sid Sutton, accompanied by a new Peter Howell arranged version of Ron Granier's theme music. Nice. Lots of synth, man. Lots yeah. of synth. This is John Nathan's first, John Nathan Turner's, excuse me, first story as producer. Oh. Yep. Yep. This is also the last story to be written by David Fisher. Okay. Are those mutually exclusive? I don't know. Who knows? Um, I normally say this note first, but the story had the working title of The Argolins okay. and Avalon. Huh. I think Leisure Hive works Yeah, best. Leisure Hive's better. Yeah, definitely. Um, a new TARDIS exterior prop makes its debut, this time made of fiberglass rather than wood. Mm. And with the stacked roof arrangement... Uh, somewhat truer to the design of a genuine police box than the previous version that was first seen in the Mask of Mandragora. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor's new outfit, which is very burgundy, also debuts in this story. Oh, the bikers don't like that. Uh-oh. Can you hear them? I did. I, I wasn't sure what the noise was, so I didn't want to draw attention to it, but that's what that was. See, this is, it's like I'm, it's like I'm recording with Seb and the train is going by. <laughs> But uh, I, I mean, I love the burgundy outfit. I, um, I do too. Yeah, I do too. It's um, switch it up a bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, production of the serial was actually extremely challenging. Mm -hmm. Tom Baker and Lala War's tumultuous off-screen relationship was at its worst, causing the mood on set to be distinctly chilly. Mm. Uh, director Lovett Bickford's management of the shoot caused it to go so badly over budget that John Nathan Turner was severely reprimanded by his superiors. Oh, wow. Bickford would never work on Doctor Who again. Wow. Yep. Mm. Uh, David Fisher conceived of the Fomasi as a race of organized criminals. Uh, Fomasi is a near anagram of mafioso. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and strangely enough, I had to I had to throw this one in just because I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The alien costume for the Formasi, I always put an R in there, Fomasi, was later reused in the BBC's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as the leader of the Gagunvun, of an alien race that I'm having trouble pronouncing. Really? That's funny. Yes. Yes. Um, and they are some really weird yes, creatures. They are. And Absolutely. oh my word, I I'm gonna have to do this next part on the fly. This is that. the problem. This is the problem with uh uh not being able to access any Google Drive stuff from the office at work anymore. Is I was doing all this stuff like in notepad and sending it to myself. Oh wow. And I completely forgot to write a synopsis. Uh, this is a first. This is absolutely a first. I am going to have to do this off the fly, and it will probably be crap. Oh, no. I'll be entirely honest with you. Uh, but I'll do my best. Shall I just dive in, or do yeah. you want to introduce it? I, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I guess I should have. Well, T Taylor, you have a, uh, a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. Well, the Doctor and Romana and canine for a very short period of time try to have a beach holiday and it doesn't really work out right place wrong year what can i say instead they decide to go to a planet that sounds kind of familiar see our last episode in which um the planet is basically hostile to all life you can't exist out there and yet here is this leisure hive in which you can have all sorts of crazy adventures on what i think might be doctor who's attempt at a holodeck in fact it just turns out to be bad cso where your different limbs are swinging all over the place turns out that our uh argolins uh start dying off as they lose the blueberries on their heads <laughs> and the doctor is suspected i should say of murder i was about to say framed eh, suspected is more yeah. murdered it's a slow burn all the way through this horrible synopsis i'm coming up with um but by the end we're sitting at the keyboard hitting control c and control v and making ourselves a whole bunch of angles in the leisure hive okay i am sorry everyone i will never do that again <laughs> i will always have it pre-written that was garbage 
Oh, that's fine. And there were green owl suits. You forgot to mention that. And and uh, yes, and and there were green owl suits who were claimed to be reptilian. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Although they <laughs> kind of, I guess they kind of look like a chameleon a little bit. A little bit, but I mean, this is like a owl thing. Don't you can't you can't lie to me here. All right, Taylor. What what did we think overall about uh, the Leisure Hive? I personally, I enjoyed it. Now, I did feel like the first two eps were a little slow. Mm-hmm. I th- I think they were. I think I really think that they were kind of going for kind of like this kind of slow burn mystery, you know, uh, whodunit kind of thing going on. Um, but I will say that I think this story has possibly some of the best cliffhangers in all of doctor who bar none oh uh, absolutely I, I i would say um not that you can really count the end of episode four as a cliffhanger but i think we've got three very solid cliffhangers that are just that just kind of have me going wait what was that yeah i mean we could you know we could talk about that that could be the whole episode oh. Absolutely, it could be, but there's so much more we can talk about, like how canine is so woefully underused because it's like, we don't have anything for him to do. Let's go have him like jump in the ocean and short circuit himself. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about using him, which was just uh, like, come on. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's credited as, you know, voicing, voicing uh, canine, but I think he literally has two lines and that's it. Yeah. Pretty much. Like and is how is K9 not waterproof? That that makes no sense to me. That makes no sense at all. Come on, my phone has better water resistance than K9. <laughs> and did you also notice like I when he was trucking it over like that rocky beach, I was like, How many yes. times did they have to shoot this? Oh, probably a few times There's because no way that dog did not fall over. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's basically like the base of an RC car. Yeah underneath canine so unless they put like big fat knobby tires on him just to get across <laughs> that beach there were probably you know a few retakes yeah i could see that now i i think i i think i thought that we had watched this before because i've actually watched the first episode um mm-hmm. and apparently i didn't get further than that um okay kim i want to talk about that beach some more because we okay. we have that opening shot where and it is the slowest of slow pans. It is so long. Yes. And I get it was an homage, but my first two notes are this beach is empty. It's still empty. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are somewhere on a sunny British beach. Yeah. And then, okay, this scene's taking too long. Yes. Yes. Um, and, I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, but when she drops exploded K9 onto um onto the doctor's lap uh yes. it's clearly a mannequin it, okay thank you yeah thank you for saying something because i'm looking at the doctor's face and I'm like wow he looks really waxy i'm like is this the same doctor they use in the five doctors <laughs> oh man that'd be so funny but i mean it, yeah it, it was just like and you know you read that first note about them being like um you know not not having a great time on set mm-hmm. maybe they, maybe he was like yeah i'm not gonna film that scene with her and they're like fine get a dummy i don't know maybe but yeah it, it it was quite clearly not a person or tom baker to to you know maybe put that better yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah um and then we go to, we go to the 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 leisure hive mm-hmm. and um what did you think of non-gravity squash? Um, I I think of all the sports out there, that is a really strange one. Yeah. To be like, hey, let's do this in zero G. Now, I don't know if squash was just that much more popular in 1980. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not it's not the first, second, tenth, twenty-fourth game that I would think, hey, let's do a zero G version of this. Um, although I do think that later on in the story where the doctor and Romana are, you know, fleeing and they just happen across the squash court, I'm like, yes, okay, this is just kind of goofy and silly and I'm going to run with it. That was worth it for the bit. Yeah, for the it bit. was. Um, so you did mention these cliffhangers and I feel like I said we could talk about these cliffhangers forever, but I really just kind of want to, I want to hang in these cliffhangers 
Because <laughs> we have three bonkers ones. They really are. And They're so good. Yeah, the first one is... So basically, as Taylor mentioned, um, these people go into this little uh, like crystal box thing. Yeah, I call it the magic closet. The ma- yeah, they go into the magic closet. There's a screen that shows them, and it shows them like um, like their limbs are disconnecting from their body. And I, I it, yeah, it's 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 like a weird thing out of like a Muppet show. Yes, yeah, you know, it's like oh, look, my arms floating. It's because I'm wearing a black suit up to this part of my shoulder. Yes. So yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, and it happens to someone where they're like i'm not having a good time and they're just uh dead or something i can't remember if that person actually dies i yes because i believe this is the this is the 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 character who who dies and they're like oh it's 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 a murder mystery now yes we need to figure out why this person went in here oh yes 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 he died as a result yeah it it does it does the whole like limb separation thing and the guy's just like Oh, he's dead. Oh, whoops. We actually ripped his arms off. Yeah, so the doctor goes into that contraption and our um and we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> about these guys in in a minute here. Um we see our first glimpse of our our monster um who puts his his talons onto a button or the control panel yes. and basically separates the doctor's limbs from his body as he screams and that's how the episode ends. Um, and it's not just screams, but and and Tom Tom Baker's face is so expressive that his eyes go super wide, and at the same moment, it's it's like it it's like the, the the camera just has this big lever on it that says max zoom, and you yes. just yank it, and he just goes whoosh. <laughs> yes, that's basically what happens. Yeah, and then crash straight into the end credits. Yep. And you're like, whoa, that was nuts. Um, that was completely nuts. I love it. Surely they could not top it. Uh, the doctor, I believe, goes at the end of episode two, goes into the same. Oh, well, and, and we, when we come back from episode two, he's like, hello, I'm fine. Um, yes. I figured it out. Um, and at the end of episode two, I believe he goes into the same place, right? He does because um, there's been some work done to kind of um like adapt the magic closet um as like an oil of olay branded anti-aging device yes uh and romana's like oh yeah worst case you know it'll knock 10 or 12 years off you'll be fine don't worry about it we've got it all figured out yeah um and and it spoilers they don't they don't you know usually when if I'm doing, you know, all the experimental chemistry I'm doing, um, I usually wait till the purple light is done glowing to figure out if uh, if my experiment worked correctly or not before running off. Well, yeah. To tell everybody it worked. You know, double check the hourglass to make sure it didn't break. Yeah, it didn't explode or anything like that. Yeah. Yeesh. So the doctor becomes, uh, and I quote, hella old now. Um, that's a direct quote from me. <laughs> and I said, if he hired an old man body double just to be standing somewhere else to say something witty, I swear. But it's not. He's no, actually an old it's man. It's not. Yeah. And and they do, I will I will say this, they do a pretty darn good job. Oh, the makeup's great. The makeup really is great because obviously, you know, Tennant and Smith were not the first doctors to do this kind of thing. And, and frankly, I, I look back at... Um, when when Tennant was aged in uh, what was that Sound of Drums? Yeah, right. And I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> like it really didn't look good. Yeah. But what they did with Tom Baker, it looked really good. Yes, it did. It it looked very very natural. Looked very very cool. And he just came out and was like, what? Yeah, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> where's my tea? Where's my tea? And then um and then you know it. it so we have <laughs> we have our third and final um, final cliffhanger. cliffhanger, and and you're like, surely they can't go crazier, right? We have the um, oh boy. So we have. I'm just trying to to get this all together in my brain before I say it out loud. So we have the Ar- Ar- Argolon, Argolin, the Argo- 
Argolins, yeah. We have the Argolins, who are who are our oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a tough one. Who are our green faced, uh big haired and at the top of yes. their hair they have like a what did you describe it as? I well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's at the top. I don't know if that's like a little bit of bone, but they've got little blueberries on there. Yes. And as they age, because they're dying, because they were in this horrible war, um, their blueberries fall off. Yes. Folks, it's never good when your blueberries fall off. No, it's um, if that does happen. Oh, they have that. they had small horns covered in nodules on the top of their blueberries. Heads. Yes. Okay, the there you go. So it is a horn with blueberries on it. These blueberries fell off as they aged rapidly, and when the last one falls off, they would decay and soon die. And turn photonegative. And turn, yes, and turn photonegative. There was one point where um, our, um, I think, I mean, hopefully our only human, I don't, who knows anymore, uh, he, <laughs> he was the one that was that was close with, um, with Mina. Yes. Um, he like is like wake up Mina and I'm like don't shake her too hard or blueberry's gonna fall off you're just gonna exactly you're gonna kill her faster, um so um those okay so the oh boy this is we're trying to get it all <laughs> do you want help the the uh the Argolins they are in charge of the leisure hive and then we have yes. another group of what's what seems to be uh businessmen uh, yes actually <laughs> and and they are humans yes. Well, they present as human, shall we say it that way? Yeah, they present as human. Um and uh it's it, it is revealed and like so we see the claw throughout the the episodes. We see this claw like making mischief and stuff like that is the best way I think you could describe it. Fair. And it's like we're, ooh, we're going to get the big reveal of this big monster. It's got a green claw, it's got green like clawy legs. This is crazy. Yeah, um, and 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 previously the the Famasi are are said to be reptilians. Yeah, they can actually like exist outside the leisure hive in this kind of toxic atmosphere. Sounds a lot like Midnight, doesn't it? Yes. And the Leisure Palace Company. I'm sorry, Head Cannon. They're the same damn thing. May, well, yes, uh, maybe on the other side you know, of the planet, though. Right. Who yeah. Knows? Sure. Or a whole different planet that they inhabited. Who knows? Um. But yes, but 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 the pangolins are rendered uh, sterile from this war, so they are the last, and they are dying off. Yes, and so they're basically getting ready to basically sell out to the Famasi. Yeah, right. But strangely, Pangol seems to be like the young one, and that that factors into this because episode three is where things start getting kind of crazy. But to get back to what you were talking about, John, with the the third episode cliffhanger. We we do kind of you know get our Famasi reveal. Yeah, and it's just like he like the Famasi walks hand in hand with Romana, and the Doctor's like, "Look," or Romana's like, "Look, Doctor, look what I found." And I'm like, "That's the reveal." <laughs> he just kind of walks in like he's an ex, like he's a reject from Barney and Friends. Like, what is happening here? Wow. Yeah, I went there. Wow, you did. He just kind of like like. Do, 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 like walks in i'm like what is this well and and then he goes up to kind of this this earth representative businessman who's kind of like trying to broker this deal yeah they they, they, they sell all off the leisure in. hive yeah they all come in like i think they've they've found two more of our as i call them the big green owls and they walk in and yeah, they find this businessman and they uh, they accost him all while he's like, no, don't. And then they they grab his head and they rip his head off only to reveal <laughs> that he was also uh, a Fomazi. This I <laughs> and I was like, I, wait, what? I lost my mind when I saw this today, because for a moment, just for a moment, when they kind of grab the actor's head. You're like, oh crap! This is going to get super violent. Like, what is going on? Yeah, and you see it start to pull, and I was like, oh my god! Yeah. And then it's like, it's a Famasi, and I was like, what? They Scooby Doo'd us. <laughs> they completely Scooby Doo'd us. And not only like it was they, so we rip good. this guy's head off, they're like, hey, you get over here to another guy, and they like rip his head off, and he's also a, a Famasi. Yeah, and like, he, and then they like reach into 
one of their mouths and take out like a voice box thing. Oh, yes, because they, they've got this kind of like chittery language. And I'm like, the doctor can't understand. I'm like, how how is the TARDIS not able to translate yeah. for him? And then, yes, they get this little speech thing. And he's like, oh, that's much better. Now I can talk like this. And he's got this perfect crisp British English. Yes. And I'm like, sure, why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed. At least I can understand it now. Uh, so he's like, yes, these are fugitives. They are bad. We are going to take them back to wherever. And one, like, yeah. he throws like a green ball at them and they get wrapped in cotton candy. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, but it is also revealed in that third episode that uh, Pengel has taken the um, the magic closet or whatever you called it. Yep. And yep. he has the magic closet. Yes, he has um, fiddled with it to the point where he is going to um, clone himself into a clone army. So they can take over the planet and then the universe or something like that. Um, Probably. Yeah. And I guess they had tried to make clones before, but they all came out looking like mutants. Yes. Or or like the really messed up Dipper in yeah. that one episode of Gravity Falls. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he was the only one that came out, you know, fine. So, of course, he, um, you know, got a god complex. And here we are. Completely, because he very happily shouts, I am a child of the generator! Yes, child of the generator. My, oh, my heavens. Yes. Now, I I, I said this to you, and I, I'm, I'm just going to say this out loud, because I, I love this. Uh, the, the gentleman who plays Pangle looks a lot like probably one of the funniest people I know. Via <laughs> uh, Gallifrey one. Yes. Um, and... As this story unfolds and episodes three and four get even more bonkers and well, I mean, let's be honest, we already mentioned it. Uh, we start copying and pasting yes, yes, a bunch of times. Part of me is like, I feel like there's a future sketch <laughs> with many in here, many chats with many, many chads. Oh man. And I'm like, I'm like, I need to at least mention this to John maybe I should message Lawrence directly and just be like, Hey, by the way, that would be ask funny. John, ask John about, ask John to show you, um, uh, the leisure hive, at least episodes three and four, yeah. because I think there's some stuff that can be mined out of that. Um, so if, if that ever happens, I will consider it my, my, my tribute. Yes. To the, uh, to the lantern gods. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> um, speaking, going from, uh, cliffhangers to uh, the starts of next episodes. I, I will say that I feel like in the Leisure Hive, we have some of the longest like recaps. Yeah, yes. Of what happens in the previous episode. I literally timed the start of episode four. Now, granted, it does include the credits when I do this, but it was almost three minutes. From the previous episode. From the previous episode yeah, before new action started. I did notice that as well. Okay. Yeah, that, you know, I I don't know what that was about. I feel like there might have been some other, like, scenes where it's like, all right, wrap it up. What are we doing? I, like I said, I feel like the first two episodes are a little slow. Yeah. And then, and then you know, we start, we start kind of getting Pangle's plan unfolding. We start getting the doctor and Romana going, Hey, why is he the only young one? Yeah. Kind of unfolding in, in the third episode. And then boom, we are off to the races. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's just crazy. And episode four, especially it, it literally is like, like one of the first things we have are these really like quick close up, like jump cuts. Yeah. And so the, the directing, the pace is really kind of frenetic, and it, and it, you know, the plans falling apart. Our heroes are trying to reverse the Doctor's aging. Um, you know, Mina, the 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 Lady Argolin, is hanging on like far longer than her blueberries yes, should be letting her. Tail, yes, um, and it's yeah, man, it is just insane. Like Pangles, um, not God complex necessarily, but 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 you know, leader complex. Yes. 
you know, goes into overdrive and it's like, like he blows up like some ship that's trying to take off, you know, yes. and it's just like, I'll clear them into time and space. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds great. <laughs> yes. No, that was a great line, but yeah. What does it mean? What does it all mean? Ben? Um, I don't know, but, but the doctor kind of messes with, um, Pengel's copy paste job. Yes. And does that technically make this a multi-doctor story if it's a bunch of fourth doctors? I mean, I guess technically. So basically what happens is the doctor's right? like, I don't want to be old anymore. And he uh, ends up going into the copy-paste machine. And <laughs> That's a better name for it than the magic closet. And fiddles around with everything. And instead of copy-pasting uh, Pangle, he copy-pastes himself. But the original version of him he's young now it's fine don't worry about it guys don't yeah he's reset he's fine now but that was that was uh an interesting use of multiple tom bakers yes yes as they all kind of like slowly disappear and and they're all kind of like interacting with romana and like talking to each other and oh my god and then it gets to be literally the most silly ending i may have ever seen like you know there's there's rofl Yes. There's R O F L M A O. Um, for me, it's R O F L Chairman M A O. Um, I go completely um, old school with that. Where I don't even remember exactly what happens. I can't remember if like Pangle charges into the copy paste room and something explodes. Oh no, Mina goes in too. Yes, they both. Well, he, no, he because um, Mina is brought into that room. And... That's right. Pangle's like, just throw her in the trash. I don't care. Uh, Yeah. And he's like, no. And then Pangle grabs her and runs in there with her. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. And and so since it's basically set to like, you know, uh, uh, Fountain of Youth mode. Yes. What would proceed? (laughs) I can't believe this. This is great. Mina comes out looking, you know, fit and 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 happy and healthy carrying the silliest looking baby yes just they, carrying like a carrying sorry go ahead go ahead no carrying baby pangle yes. and literally the first thing out of his mouth is we're gonna do a better job racing him this time yes basically like <laughs> doesn't somebody throw a rocket like something the doctor does right oh yes because he he he's he like well here smashes he basically goes uh, like 1984 uh, Apple computer commercial and yes. hucks something at the big screen. Yeah, he just hucks it and it explodes. And at, when the explosion is dying down, that's when uh, right. Mina yes. and Pangle come out just like immediately. Like, yep. It felt like such a weird like Muppety thing. <laughs> I would have ex- I would have almost expected the the same Foley artists. Uh, who did that man magnificent sound uh, a, f- a few episodes ago uh, to have hit all the buttons again this time? Yes. Oh, which one is it? Hold on. This one. Come on, old girl. <laughs> That's very odd. Wouldn't you say that was odd, K9? And then K9 is actually K9 is actually Sweetums and it's like, yeah, that is weird. Like it's yeah, just like that's exactly a, right. Like, <laughs> that was a direct sound of, of what the, the copy paste room made when it blew up like that. That's exactly it's, right. It's so um, it is just such a you know what I, I was gonna say earlier when you're like, Yeah, episodes one and two were were really slow and then three three and four were really, really fast. And I was gonna say that's Probably because John Nathan Turner was screaming at Lovett Bickford to hurry up because <laughs> we were out of money. Yeah, yeah. Spent all the money on renting a baby. Honestly, it would have been better if everyone in the room was covered in, like, soot from the explosion. <laughs> like, the biggest explosion of all time. Yes. And and, and all their And all their hair was kind of... Free, you know, yeah. flown back like 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 Daffy Duck getting hit with a a, a blast from Elmer Fudd. Yes, like uh, the Doctor's scarf was just fl- like stuck 
backwards up in the air. <laughs> like that would have been that would have just been even better. And they that would have been magnificent. They just get into the TARDIS like that. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much how, how it ends. They just get in the TARDIS yeah. and, and leave. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, they have uh, abandoned abandoned the randomizer. Yeah, they just uh, just left. Yeah. They're like, meh. Black Guardian, Schmack Guardian. It's fine. Whatevs. Yikes. What a, that won't come back to bite us. What a bonkers uh, story. Truly. Truly. If, if I... You know, I would almost say that in some respects, some respects, this does kind of give Kinda a run for its money. Ooh, I mean, I could see that. I feel like this might you have know, been easier to follow, though. A little bit. Yeah. In my, in my yeah. limited remembrance of uh, of Kinda. Yeah. I, the, those the Tegan Fever dreams with the snakes are pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Pretty awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So. All right. We got any uh, final words before I start hitting some buttons? I don't think so, but hopefully uh, listeners will never look at blueberries the same way again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. All right, so this is, um, I feel like the entire way through, there's nothing really like that you know, Duggan-esque. Yeah, not truly Duggan-esque. I mean, yes, there's a murder. Yes, there's this. But but is it Duggan-like? Well, is, is there brute forcing of, you know, uh, chairs through windows? Well, I mean, I would say the only thing that give that might save this and give it a rating is the doctor being like, well, here goes nothing, and just throwing something to at another thing to fix the problem and it explodes you know i <laughs> had not previously considered that that is a very good point the only other thing that i could think is even remotely like that is that we get that kind of tussling and unmasking of yes. velocity in uh in episode three yes um that being said i think i'm i'm gonna give this I'm going to give this uh, four and three quarters only based on the doctor being like, I need to stop this thing and just fucking <laughs> something and a giant explosion happens. That's, um, you know, that's fair. Cause I was, I was kind of like right on that five yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. But it's a solid, it's a solid uh, four and three quarters for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, Let's blow up this couch. Yeah. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coach scale. <laughs> all right. Honestly, I, I don't really think it is all that. Uh, I think I don't think it's all that scary. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the CSO that they use is more entertaining than it is frightening. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I mean, if anything, kids may have issue with the pacing. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're going to have any issues with, um, you know, anything that might be considered scary. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, the pacing was scary. It's true. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. All right, Taylor. What are we? It's your turn next time. What are we watching here? That's right. Well, uh, for those of you guys who may be familiar with it from Gallifrey One, it must be. The very next episode, Meglos. Oh. I'm just we you had mentioned that we hadn't really done much of season eighteen. I enjoyed Leisure Hive. We get another episode where uh Tom Baker gets a lot of face makeup. Oh, okay. Great. Um so this one obviously starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Lala Ward as Romana, and uh Crawford Logan as the voice of Meglos. Ooh. Okay. It was written by John Flanagan and Andrew McCulloch and directed by Terrence Dudley. All right. Sounds good. I mean, we might just plow through season eight, 18 here. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. We'll, we'll, see, see. How we'll see how we're feeling after this one. All right. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. Uh, seventy one. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica and rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the 
N-O-T-L-G. Uh, if you want to buy a shirt, not a sweatshirt, if you live uh, if you live in California because it's too hot for those. Oh, I, I would say most of the country right now. We've got some toasty weather out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's hot. Anyway, if you want to buy some of our merchandise, shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. And if you would just like to keep this train a-moving and donate monetarily, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, but, you know, the message remains the same. Support your local shops any way you can mm-hmm. by buying stuff from them, uh, getting the word out about them. Anything you can do to help them out would be greatly appreciated all right so that's it for us this time join us again next time where we when we talk about what seems to be a human cactus yes spoilers (laughs) (laughs) and we'll uh we'll talk to you guys then see ya see ya Why are these eyes not looking like eyes to me? I don't know. Oh, boy.